spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy KD Wednesday! Well, I am calling it the most anticipated Phoenix Suns regular season game uh, ever. Really? Ever. Uh, there's a there's a new player. He's uh, he's very large. He's seven feet tall. He's a Hall of Famer. Kevin Durant is going to play for the Suns tonight. Finally, after all these months of speculation, it's about time. I know, really. I mean, goodness gracious! So they acquired him six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, the Suns are playing at Charlotte. You want to go down to Charlotte, talk some hoops? I would love to go to Charlotte. Uh, the play-by-play voice, our buddy John Bloom, dulcet gonna... tones oh. that just make the ladies just weep. Oh, it's amazing, uh, Bloomer. You're calling the game tonight, and you are ready to see history being made. Hey, do you agree with me? Biggest Suns regular season game ever. I mean, it's hard uh, to argue that, Gatos. Uh, good to be with you guys on such a joyous occasion. Uh, an exciting day for fans of the Phoenix Suns, and uh, I've counted myself as one of those for over 30 years. So thinking back through all those years, uh, games in the regular season that I've had more anticipation for, it's hard to, to match this one based on what you laid out there. I mean, we got uh, Kevin Durant suiting up for the first time uh, in a Phoenix Suns uniform uh, with a chance to play. We'll see how long he's going to play tonight against the Charlotte Hornets team that's definitely going to be outmatched on paper, but I'm sure they'll come out firing and trying to capitalize on some of the attention that this game has gotten all of a sudden. Our buddy John Bloom is in uh, Charlotte, and he's going to call the game tonight. We've got the greatest son to ever play in a son's uniform finally playing in a son's never played in a son's never uniform yet. Exactly. Uh, Bloomer, do you take the bus over from the hotel with those guys? I do. Uh, and it's there, so we have three buses, Gatos. Okay. Uh, uh, but I'm on bus one. I got to get there early, set yeah. up shop. I got my coach interview to do before the game. Okay. When are you leaving? Uh, 15 minutes, for, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get downstairs. You know, you never want yeah. the team to wait on the broadcast. Yeah. How, is yeah. there a way you can sit next to Kevin Durant and tell him that, that we like him? Uh, do you have anything other than that, or uh, just no. you guys are Chad? big fans? Hey, we're know. we're big fans. We're super excited. Super excited. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, despite all the things uh, yeah. that you hear, uh, we actually like him. We like him. Maybe you can. Uh, can you? Is there a way to sit next to him? You think? I, I probably won't be welcomed back in the in the player section of the bus, mm. which is towards the back. Really? Uh, usually, yeah. We're usually up towards the mm. front. But uh, I'm happy to, if I get an opportunity to share some words mm. uh, prior to the game tonight, uh, let them know what you guys just told me, um, along with uh, some greetings of, of my own. There's a lot of people that feel like you guys yeah. feel right. You think you can, you think you can, like, say, can you can you say hi to these two guys? Like, hand them the phone or something oh in, like, gosh. 20 minutes and say, just, just tell them to say hi. It's just about like, him, Bloomer. It's always uh, about well, him. Well, I thought about us. I mean, in our yeah. audience, I mean, I just, you know, I thought since you're on the bus with him. Baby steps, all right? Let's let's give it some time. Let's yeah. let him kind of, you know, settle in. Yeah. And then uh, we'll share phone calls. Maybe yeah. we'll do a little, like, conference call action with you. Because hey. we'll I'll have him on speed dial, you know, in, in no time, I'm sure. Hey, Bloomer, here's, here's a real question outside of Gators trying to get some stuff. Are we done talking stuff. about the bus? Yeah, thing? yeah. Start, okay. start, uh, we know what the attention is here. What's the attention nationwide? You start to see a lot more cameras. You start to see a lot more eyeballs. No doubt. 
I, definitely because of Kevin Durant and his impact uh, without question, but then it's also just coupling him with the guys that are already on the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and the fact that the people who are in the know around the league look at that grouping and say, how do you compete with that? And obviously other things need to happen uh, for it to be a team that they can't be reckoned with, for it to be the clear favorite uh, moving forward. They need to prove that and they need to come together and that's what the next 20 games are all about uh john bloom is uh joining us he's going to call the game tonight uh sons and charlotte and uh, of course uh, kevin durant's going to going to play now when you're in the bus is there a way you could take like a quick picture oh and God. send it to us you know like <laughs> so we can see like what he's wearing and you know how he gets ready for games if he's got like the headphones is there a way to do th- can you do that I'll do it. I'll do you one better. You just uh, check the Suns feeds on Twitter and Instagram, and they will post the pictures of the fit that he's got head to toe. They'll get a much better shot than I do, Gatos, because they are professionals, and that is their job. So they're ready. They're stoked. They're, okay. they're staked out, right? So it's a arena, no. Maybe sometimes it's a right no. outside You're the no. hotel. You're saying no. You're saying no to me. <laughs> it's not worth my time. And you it's not worth your time. Better I... than this. Uh, Bloomer, do you have a call uh, for uh, Durant's three – Aren't they calling him the uh, Durantula? Because we've got tarantulas in Arizona. We do, and that is my favorite of his nicknames. You know, the, I, I think the most used would just be KD. Uh, and uh, there's a funny bit with David Letterman, if you haven't seen it, where he's like, so wh- why do they call you KD? Oh, I have not <laughs> seen that. Okay. What did he Kevin's say? Just, yeah, well, because my first name um, is Kevin, <laughs> and uh, my last name is Durant. <laughs> uh, it was very straight pan. It was excellent uh, delivered, and uh, you should go check it out. Anyway, he did a whole episode that I recommend all your listeners go watch because it really shines a great light on who this man is and Kevin Durant. Well, what, are the and, other uh, nicknames? You know, what are the other nicknames? Uh, the other one's Slim Reaper. Oh. Uh, that's one that, that, that gets uh, used. And then, but, but I like the Durantula the best, but I've been told uh, before that he doesn't like that he one. Doesn't. So I wanted to make it a point to go ask him. So when I tell him that Gatos and Chad say what's up, I'm also going to be like, hey, what do you feel about the Durantula? Can I use it? And if he says no, then we got to go to square one. And, and then when you talk to him, will you, will you, will you text us like what he said and all that Slim stuff? Slim Reaper. I, I kind of like that. I like that too. That's pretty. But I go with Durantula. It's more Arizona. I know, but okay. some people are afraid you know of spiders. Here's the funny one. This is an Arizona, like, locally grown nickname for KD that comes from your friend and mine, Jared Carlin. Uh, although I don't know if he deserves credit for it, but I did hear him say it on the air, okay. uh, calling him Tall Rudd. I don't get it. Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I like that. I Why like do you that. like it? Tall Rudd. That's good. I don't get it. What does that mean? I mean, you know, everybody likes the actor Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Uh, you know the guy? Ant Man? Paul Rudd. Yeah. So they call him Tall yeah, Rudd. Yeah, everybody likes. That's awful. Kevin Durant, That's... and he's tall, oh, so gosh. he went with tall Rudd. That's yeah, terrible. that one doesn't compare with the Durantula. Oh, I, I mean, agree. The Durantula is great. Okay. Hey, Bloomer, have a great call. Uh, you know, uh, KD's playing tonight. No way. Yeah. So how? Why fu- did they call him that? Because <laughs> his name is Kevin, and his last name is Durant. All right, JB. We'll see you later, man. Thanks. All right, take later, it easy, guys. guys. All right, there is uh, John Bloom. Don't look at me like that. Don't in, look at uh, me, the Charlotte. Dead. At least I tried to get some. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Um, Kevin Durant's going to play. It's going to be, it's awesome. The, the so Durantula. I like that. What do you think? Uh, that's that. If, 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 yeah, if, if like he it. doesn't like it, then that means he doesn't like Arizona. That's how I take. Is that, that. how we're starting? I'm off? taking it personally. <laughs> the most anticipated thing in the history of Arizona sports, and if he doesn't like it, yeah, well, we'll just get rid of it. <laughs> 
Uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about that house in the valley that's going to go for $75 million. Do you think he bought it? No. You don't think so? No. Did you see that place? Yeah, I don't think uh, he's probably, I don't even know if he's, if, he's, if he's got a house out here yet. I don't know. I'm willing to drive him around. I'm a fan. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I, uh, you willing to drive him around I'll in sure. your Miata? I'd have to get a big truck. I'd have to borrow somebody's yeah, cheese. Because otherwise, otherwise, he's going to be sitting on the back of your Miata with a yeah, speed. I don't have a Miata, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming up next, do you want your teen to learn about gun safety in school? Taking a class in school about guns. We're going to talk about it coming up on the Gatos Chat Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's head over to KTAR.com on the right side of the page, the Gatos Q. Uh, Chad, we talked about this, uh, uh, I believe, yesterday. A new Arizona bill wants public schools to teach 6th through 12th graders about guns. Do you want your kids' school to offer training on the proper handling of firearms? Yes or no? Uh, let's see. Very close. 51% yes. Uh, 49% no. We took calls on this yesterday during yeah. Five Spot. And, you know, we asked you to call if you're a parent. You had a kid in 6th through 12th. Do you like it? Um, I mean, you know, rem- trying to, re- I think there were, it was like four to one or three yeah, to two to or one. something like that. One, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's one of those calls. Okay. This is Patrick. Uh, this is what he said. Patrick in Phoenix. Would you enjoy your kid, uh, you know, taking the class with uh, firearm safety? Absolutely. Um, I was raised around guns. I'm a CCW card carrying member. Um, my kids have already been taught up on proper usage and that they're not toys. They're, they're a useful tool for self-defense and hunting. But not every parent is of the same ideology of me. They may not understand these rules. So, yes, I am totally for it, not just for my kids, but for everybody else's kids. But why do you want to make the, why do you want to make the decision for everybody else's kid? You've already made the decision for your kid, and I get it. But why, why, why are you going to make the decision for everybody else's kid it may stop something from accidentally you know my kid a kid comes over my house uh-huh. and stumbles upon a firearm which would never happen because my guns are locked up like they're supposed to be right but you know just saying you know some kid goes over a friend's house finds their parents firearm doesn't know what they're doing with it accidentally shoots their friend it may stop something like that from happening yeah, and right. i'm all for trying to save a child all right uh there was one other call that did not like this uh, bill. Jay and Gilbert. Uh, Jay, what do you think? I'm going to be the odd one out and say absolutely not. Why? Okay. Um, okay, my father was a Phoenix police officer. He took that responsibility upon me to or to teach me firearm safety. I have taken that responsibility on my son uh-huh. to teach him firearm safety. I don't think it's up to the schools. It should be up to the individual parents. Okay, so a couple things. Let me throw one out at you Please that do. is uh, it's really out there, but I'm going to do it anyway. Let's say that in Arizona, uh, this because bill becomes a law, okay, and they're going to teach firearm uh, safety in school. And we say, obviously, they're not taking target practice. No. They're not on the ball field outside, and there's a. They're not going to be holding a gun that's loaded. Okay, they're going to be field dressing a deer. They're not <laughs> they go out shot exactly. It. Um. We know that there are some kids uh, around the country 
that uh, are disturbed, if you will. Absolutely. All right. What if you teach that kid how to use a gun and then they use it on the school? I think those kids already know how to use a gun. I think the difference is, is you're trying to teach a lot of this, I think, is taking some of the stigma away from guns, but also talking about the reality of what a gun can do, what it can possess, because it's different than playing a video game. The disturbed kid, uh, all these disturbed kids that do the things they've done, I doubt they took any safety courses before they went out and decided to buy a gun. And I know it'd be rare. I get it. I'm just giving you kind of an extreme example of can you just imagine the the, the story in the news? Uh, Arizona school teaches kids about guns. One kid uses what he learned and shoots the place. But I don't think, you know, what what is, they're not teaching him. And again, I'm not opposed to this bill. No. I'm not opposed, I'm not opposed to it. I don't know enough about it yet. I'm just posing this question. No, but it's uh, a bit extreme. Yeah, it's a bit, I just look and I think, what are they going to learn? Because if you're, if you're that crazy and you're, you're at that point in your life where you're going to go out and just kill a bunch of people, Mm. uh, the, you don't care about the safety of a gun. You're not learning. You don't care. All you care about is point and shoot. Right. And yeah. And you can hit enough people without any practice. That's it. If you get close enough. Yeah. Close enough. And you know, nobody's fighting back. So you're, it's free. It's a free reign. Go and vote. KTAR.com. The Gatos Big Q poll question of the day. Coming up next. Coming up. All right. We're going to hold up the headlines at 3.30. Becky Lynn is going to read the news. Uh, you and I are going to interrupt. We're going to react to the day's top stories. Uh, I feel today's going to be extra snarky. I have no idea why. Could be some wind in the forecast. We have a wind event? Do we have a wind event? It's fantastic. We'll talk about that. It's all coming up next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's almost 3.30 and that means one thing and one thing only. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. With those headlines, here is Becky Lynn. Have you looked out the window yes. lately? There's a storm headed our way. Flagstaff residents it's already ruined. getting hit with another winter storm. And Paige Swenson with the National Weather Service in Flag tells KTAR it's expected to keep snowing until early tomorrow morning. The Flagstaff area, we are forecasting anywhere from 18 to 24 inches of snowfall for this storm system. This season, Flagstaff got 119 inches of snow compared to 42 inches the same time last year. And all this rain and snow that we've been getting is not what we expected. We were supposed to have a dry winter. But ASU professor Randy Servan, says nature threw us a bone. What we have going on in the Pacific right now is something called La Nina, which normally gives us dry conditions. But I guess nature decided to throw the rule book out the window and gave us this, which we really need. Servany adds most of the West also got a lot of wet, re- uh, wet weather, which lessened the drought conditions all across the region. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. I think Flagstaff had its like uh, its top five winter of all time. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it was in Flagstaff. That's how much snow they got. Uh, or and, good, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I guess in terms of, you know, inches of snow and all that kind of stuff. So it, do, it is good. helps the drought. helps our water problem. Uh, and I don't have to go up there. So My, really my wife says <laughs> she can't remember the last time it was this kind of wintry and wet here yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. She cannot remember that. And I'm like, eh, it is it is crazy. It's, it's We need it, though. Is this the last of it, do you think? I hope so. I hope not. 
Yeah. Oh, because I think we need more. I mean, the more we get, you know, I mean, first of all, we say, I hope not. But in three months, we'll be like, do you guys remember when it was 60 degrees outside? That was great. Yeah, I just like the warm weather, like the hot weather. It's fine. Uh, I don't like all this rain and it's cold. I don't like the drought. It's cold. I don't, you know, the drought, I can't control the drought. Yeah, I I, I don't like the drought either, Gato says, because I I live in a place where they shut off the water. I I don't live outside of Scottsdale where the mayor there decided to shut the water down. Yeah. All right, we'll hold up the headlines. Okay, more on water. KTA. Our news. Bacon watch. Water watch. Farmland leased to a Saudi company has been using Arizona groundwater to grow alfalfa for years. And with water at a premium, many, including Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays, have called for ending this agreement. But Governor Katie Hobbs says it won't be easy. It's a complicated lease that we can't just end. And there's also a huge amount of land over and above the lease that they actually own. And so just ending that lease is not going to decrease their use of water. Hobbs adds that she'll work with Mays on finding a solution that benefits Arizona. Who leased it? That's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't who know got paid? Who, yeah, who leased it? Uh, this is a serious question because they are using a ton of water and at a time when we've got a drought, but we signed a contract and we got to follow through. But I want to know, uh, you know, what was it like when the lease happened? Were we fine with water and who got paid? Was it Was it a governor that did it? I don't know. I mean, that, I think that's something we should look into because, Becky Lynn, as soon as you were reading that, I'm like, okay, who do we blame? Because this is obviously something that we want to get out of, but we can't. And I think Governor Hobbs is probably right. If it's leased and there's a deal and you sign the deal, you got to go on with the deal. Who made the deal? Who made the deal? We're going to look into that. We're holding up the headlines. Drones have become an invaluable asset to many Valley first responders. And KTAR's Colton Kerlack joins us now live in the News Center to explain how one local police department has had so much success, they're looking to add more. Drones can save lives by giving officers info that may not be easily seen from the ground. They were looking for a suspect who's been jumping backyards. We can't always see into those backyards, whereas the drone can get above head and help us locate that suspect, which is much safer for citizens as well as for our officers. Gina Wynn with Glendale PD says her department's drone program has handled more than 800 flights over the last year, doing everything from investigating accidents to being overhead for major events like the Super Bowl. Glendale has 24 drones with two more potentially on the way. Live in the News Center, Colton Krulak, KTAR News. Yeah, you know, uh, drones are amazing. I, I think of it as uh, uh, a tool that can help firefighters, that can help police officers. Like some police officers have like a canine officer. And, so you know, sometimes they'll send the dog in first. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you don't want the dog to get hurt either. I, and, and why not send a drone in? Why drones not? are great. It's they're, great. They're, right? they're using them in fire. They're using them a lot of different things. Yeah. Getting them in into places. Uh, and the thing is, they're much cheaper than human life. Oh, there's, I mean, I, I think there will be a point where every officer has a drone. Yeah. And if they can use it, they will. Or and if the cars keep them will safe, have drones. When they, when they click off and pop off, that drone may fly up automatically and, you know. So there's not the a high off. speed chase. Yes. So yes. you have the drone chase the car because yeah. you don't want, some, you don't want two cars going a hundred. No. You can have one car going a hundred and a drone. It is interesting. We're holding up the headlines. 
Several hundred parents, teachers, and students marched at the state capitol today in support of the Empowerment Scholarship Account Program. That's the one that allows taxpayer dollars to be used for private school tuition and other educational expenses. We are marching for the right for parents to have a choice of where they send their children to school. That is Janelle Wood with the Black Mothers Forum, which organized the march. The ESA program was recently expanded to all Arizona students. Opponents argue it lacks accountability and support Governor Katie Hobbs' efforts to repeal the expansion. I thought they were given a choice. Why are they? Why are they down there if they're already getting that money? They want to. Well, she wants. She were, wants to get rid of it. She wants, she wants to get, get rid, rid of it. it. Yeah, I understand. she wants to get rid of it. So, okay. uh, and I think that's going to be tough in a place that we kind of like our choice. Hmm. Well, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if you want to get rid of it. Well, you know, you talk to your legislatures or something like that, but I don't know if we can go back. I don't, I don't know. I've always said parents already have a choice. If you're unhappy with your child's school, public school, go to another public school and then those tax dollars can follow your child. But, uh, you know, this has become one of the, one of the big issues out there. So I'm not surprised that a few hundred people were down there and, uh, they were, uh, uh they were not happy. We're holding up the headlines. The so-called Havana Syndrome. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. It caused a variety of symptoms to people at U.S. embassies. Well, a new government assessment says it was not caused by a mysterious energy weapon. Sudden, severe headaches, difficulty concentrating, auditory disturbances, and memory loss. The symptoms eventually noted by hundreds of diplomats, intelligence officers, and other U.S. personnel serving abroad. There had been speculation it was caused by some sort of energy weapon from a foreign adversary, but that's not likely, according to a review by the U.S. intelligence community. Senator Mark Warner says regardless of the cause... The most important thing is we're taking care of the workforce uh, for any health care issues that have arisen. In a statement, an attorney whose firm represents dozens of victims telling us that the assessment lacks transparency. Dave Packer, ABC News. I thought it was a weapon. I always thought, well, I didn't know, but I always speculated that's some sort of a weapon because didn't a year or so ago, didn't our vice president have symptoms from that? I believe she did. Well, we're not quite sure if that was that, that was a weapon. <laughs> no, no. I, I, didn't she have the Havana syndrome? Yeah, that, that was, yeah. The, but here, here's the thing. So wait, only our embassy struggled with headaches. So I, all the other embassies that were in these countries had no issues. Well, where did it come but from? Our, remember, yeah. it started in Havana. Right. Because we opened up our Are thing. we sure that nobody else suffered from See, I don't know that. that we well, don't know that They've sure. asked several other embassies, because I, I, I touched on this today, and nobody else seems to have this issue, but ours, uh, you know, our embassy in Havana was really weird. Why is it just these people in Havana? So, so what could it possibly be? If not a weapon, and it, and I would guess that they would, you know, if you want to hit, they would want to hit us. They would want to hit our because it's very debilitating. I was reading about this earlier. Uh, There are people that they were hospitalized. They have this for the rest of their life. They don't feel good on a daily basis. Uh, This thing is it's nasty. And what is it? It's not a. Is it a virus? Not a virus. Maybe it's mold. It could be anything. I, I mean, mean doesn't doesn't mold have symptoms like that if yeah. it's in your building? It's more it, plausible that it's mold, right, than, a, than some sort of secret It usually takes a long time. Because remember, weapon. our people in the embassy, and it started virtually the time in Havana when they got there, stuff started to happen. Usually that mold takes a while. Yeah. to. But, you know, once again, transparency. Are we getting enough transparency to look into stuff? Well, it was something, that's for sure. Yeah. So we found out this week. That Havana syndrome is not from a weapon. Well, that's what the intelligence community is saying. They and do not believe it was some kind of secret energy weapon. And from COVID a- came from a lab. 
At least our energy department said that. And the FBI came out yesterday and also talked about that and said, we also believe it came from a lab. Um, But can can they prove either? Can they prove it's not a weapon? And can they prove it didn't come from a lab? I don't think we can. No. Uh, This is all brought to you by... Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed, RealtiesHigherPrice.com. Holding up the headlines every day at 3.30. We interrupt Becky Lynn as she does the news. It's fantastic. Make sure you tune in. Up uh, in just about 20 minutes, would you be okay with your kid being taught by a rent-a-teacher in Arizona? Next. I just want to let you guys know uh, we're getting medieval here on uh, Friday, and that's from a movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, giving away a family four-pack of tickets to uh, the Renaissance Festival going on. Just listen Friday, your chance to win a family four-pack. You're going to call in and win. Gatos, do you know what cakeage is? Say it again. Cakeage. Cakeage? Cakeage. I'm going to say no. All right. These are new words being added to uh, dictionary.com. 313 new words. And it's also some new definitions. And, of course, uh, with some wokeness, they're going to make up some stuff as well. But cakeage is something like when you go to a restaurant and it's like, uh, let's say it's the wise man's birthday. We get a cake that says, happy birthday, Steve. We bring the cake and it's got something written on it. They're going to charge us for bringing that cake in there. Like a bottle fee you would if you brought wine in there. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's a, called cakeage. Cakeage. That's right. A digital nomad. You know what that is, right? A digital nomad is uh, someone who has not experienced the internet. Yeah, no, that is not. It's okay. A person who works remotely <laughs> while traveling for leisure. <laughs> right? You remember when you, you, you and I were joking the other day? Like, I wonder if they would let me do some shows from Rocky Point. Yeah. You would be at that point a digital nomad. I like to. I would like to be a digital nomad. I think that'd be fun. Nearly wed is being added. Nearly wed. Yes. Nearly so wed. You're engaged. You've been engaged to this person for a long time. You live together. Basically, you're everything but married, and you have no timetable for the marriage. Nearly wed. I'm not sure a lot of women are going to like that term. Uh, Nearly wed. Nearly wed. Nearly wed. You're you're not engaged, but you got everything. Well, what is there? What, what do you, you? That guy could stay with the girl in that house and not get married. It's an excuse not to get married or engaged. She's got the paper though. That's what she wants. You're saying what if what if what if she doesn't want to get married? I don't think that works that way. No, I think it probably does. There's a lot more out there than people <laughs> no, think. You're right. Right? Have you met some of the guys today? This is why they don't date anymore, because they can't get anything. They're just weirdos. So we got cakeage. Cakeage. Uh, we've got... Nearly uh, wet. Nearly wet. Digital nomad. How about North Paw? North Paw. You know what a South Paw is? Uh, that is a left-handed pitcher. North Paw is a righty. North Paw. Because we just call them right-handed, right? Why don't you just call them righty? I know. Well, I North Paw. Well, why do you just call somebody a lefty? I don't know. Why do we have a Southpaw, but no Northpaw? Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. And and now, these are some some interesting ones. These are new words from the dictionary. Rage farming. I'm writing these down. Rage farming. It's when you're on a farm and you're you're angry. No. no okay. No. Uh, this is uh, it's a noun. It's informal. The tactic of intentionally provoking political opponents, typically by posting Barry Markson, uh, inflammatory content on social media in order to elicit angry responses and thus high engagement. You're a troll. Yes. Rage farming is being Rage a troll. Farming. Okay. Trauma dumping. Um. I don't want to take a guess. So this is a one-sided sharing of a traumatic or intensely negative experience or emotions in an inappropriate setting with people who are unprepared for the interaction. You want, you come in and you just say something so outrageous about something that happened to the trauma Uh that maybe you experienced and people were, you didn't read the room. Okay. You know? 
So you didn't read the room. Trauma dumping. Yes, yes, okay. yes. That's, are these going in the Webster's Dictionary? Yeah, these are and Dictionary.com. Okay. Uh, so there's I'm, a lot. In all honesty, I, I'll just say it. I don't think we need these words. Well, they're adding stuff every day, man. Okay. Anti-fat. Uh, anti-fat. Yeah. Uh, people don't like fat people. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, uh, but it's not just people. You're anti-fat. You could be a person, because remember, you, uh, and I don't, do, does anybody here, like, hate bigger people, people no. of size? No. no. Everything's always, in. but it's also. Some people do? Is that what this Apparently, thing that's okay. what, well, that's if you'd said, hey, you know what, you're 400 pounds, maybe be healthier at, I don't know, 200 pounds. You're anti-fat, you know, just give it. But if you are a person of size and you want to lose weight, you could be considered anti-fat because it's about the body positive movement. All right. Ant, so ant, anti-fat. Yes. Anti-fat. Okay. Then you get to your favorite, pet fluencer. Oh, gosh. That's where, like, you have four dogs and you put them in little uniforms and, and put them on your bed and put the crap on TikTok. Correct. Yep. Correct. Social posting. Everybody's like, you should get Winston and all the... I'm like, I just... Who the I, hell is Winston? I'm a big lizard. Oh, okay. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that stuff. You're I, not going to dress Winston in a tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, won't, thing, I won't. How many... How he many, would not like that, How many though? pounds is Winston? Uh, yeah, in that twenty range, but he'd you know, cute like in a top hat, though. Yeah, he yeah, really so. would. Yeah, so, but you I know what else would it. be? Because uh, uh, everybody thought I should do it for Norman, my giant lizard. Uh-huh. Uh, Norman, he he's having none of any of those things, and uh, he he will tell you as such. <laughs> pet fluencer, pet, pet fluencer, pet fluencer. Yeah, so like you, know you could get butters, and you could pet fluence everybody. Our daughter's uh, a dog of butters yes. is staying at our house yes. for a couple of days. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So you could go and you butters could start- is quite nervous though. He's uh, got one of those weighted blanket like things you put on the wiener dog. Kids are anxious. Yeah. The animals are anxious. Yes, yes. Is anybody not anxious anymore? I don't know. What should she put on here? They should this- put that. So this conversation is making me anxious. Pet fluencer. Kados is a pet fluencer. Oh, you can make a lot of money doing that. There, there's. Uh, remember uh, what was that cat's name? Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Uh, didn't Grumpy Cat live in Arizona? Yes. Is Grumpy Cat dead or still here? Yeah, Grumpy Cat passed. He is on. dead. Cat okay. On. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. He was murdered. Hey, coming up next. Grumpy Cat was murdered. No, but it sounded oh. fun. Uh, would you? <laughs> would you be okay with your kid uh, being taught by a rent a teacher? Next.